irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, so Alan Lee, how you doing, pal? Really good, and yourself? Doing well. We're recording right now. Uh, our guest today, for listeners at home, if you subscribe, rate, and review to the show, our guest today is the great Vicki Lewis. She has been in news radio, uh, Mouse Hunt, and she has a new movie out, which we're, we got to talk about. It's on the Disney Channel Plus, and I'm figuring out the name of the movie right now. It's a kid's movie. Uh, it's called Upside Down Magic. All right. So we're going to welcome Vicki Lewis. I have fucking gardeners here. This sucks. All right. All right, man. Ah, are you ready? Alan, you ready? To... Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We're going we're gonna to record this. Okay. And um, it says she, so I'm going to. Met her in. Uh, uh, she's not here yet, so. Wait, cool, man. She's connected through audio. Vicky, are you there? Yes, are you there? Oh, hey, Vicky. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. This is uh, Alan Lee, the trusty sidekick. Are you trusty? I, I played one of those for years. Really? <laughs> They I, paid well in the 90s. Oh, did you? I, I, I doesn't surprise me, Vicky. <laughs> I'm half trusty. Glad, glad to meet you. Um, but, it's glad to, I'm glad to meet you, too. I'm sorry, I'm going to put these horrible headphones on. Oh, just I like that. Wow. I can hear better. Like um, my ring light's broken, so I look like a oh. ghost with red hair. I don't really know. I've tried to light the room, but somehow I've made it worse. So. Yeah, I, I think the room's cool. Okay, we can focus on the room if I just get to, you know, start to be repetitive or something. Okay, good. Well, Vicky, before we start, I just want you to know, thank you so much for doing it. I, of course. I've, uh, <clears throat> this is a little trivia note. I've been trying to get you for six years. Like, uh, Did I ignore you for six years? No, you didn't. Just uh, whoever represents Oh, you. she, I know. And she doesn't, I didn't even tell her because she doesn't take kindly to like any of this. And I've been doing it just sort of like I did one yesterday. And, you know, I've just been answering people on my own. It's it's like, you know, it's almost like the equivalent of LA people turning down all my theater auditions without me knowing it (laughs) because they don't care about because they can't make money off of it. So she'll well, just be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, I knew in my heart you would have fun because uh, I'm friends with Andy, and yeah, Andy said he'll vouch. So, like, I promoted the flyer <laughs> with you. Right. Then Andy texted me out of the blue. He's like, "Oh, I don't even think he talked to you because I know how Andy is." But he's like, "By the way, I talked to Vicky, and she said she'll do it." After you already said yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oops, I never spoke to Andy. In, I went, no, I did his podcast. I mean, of all the podcasts you should be warned off of, you know, and he's one of my dearest friends, but it's like, it's chaos over there. So, yeah, I haven't spoken to him. 
yeah. that's funny. I love him. We're still on good terms, but no, he had, let's let him think he had a part. Yeah, but like, that's totally, like, I knew he did, dude, but like, I, like, it's very sweet of him to even say something like that, even though yeah. it's a cruel joke, you know? <laughs> he has a big heart. He actually really does. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. He got, did you see that he got sucker punched last year? Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. poor guy. I, I, you know, I, he's got demons I, I've got demons like you know sometimes we just can't get a handle on them and I don't blame anybody who you know he's doing the best he can but he didn't have a good start you yeah. know um yeah have- that breaks my heart every time he you know because like even on the set like <clears throat> I've seen he's licked my face and I've seen his entire body, you know, and, and like we used to laugh about it. I, I wouldn't take things that seriously. Right. Do you know what I mean? People sort of, I mean, I guess a, a stranger doesn't want to be licked, but it's show business. So, yeah, you know. But yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I met Andy when I was like eight because uh, he worked with my uncle on Less Than Perfect for a long time. So, wait, thought, when he, well, how old was he if you were eight? Uh, I might he was eight. I met him first when he was eight because my uncle did an episode of news radio and uh, then they went less than perfect. So. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Okay. Who was your uncle? Uh, Patrick Warburton. Oh yeah. yeah. It's hard not to know who that is. Just, yeah, I, he's like one of those just, he has a speech pattern that's comic. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? It's just like naturally comic. Like, yeah, like, right, you got Vicky Lewis on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It's like an energized deadpan or something. Like, it's very unique, and it just automatically makes you laugh, yeah. Yeah. So, Vicky, <clears throat> you have this new movie on Disney called Upside Down Magic. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen it, but just by looking at the trailers, it looks like it's going to be, like, a series, right? Well, and it's really a cool movie. Like, it's for really young kids and teenagers. Your dog's on the thing. Yeah. What? Your dog's on your... <laughs> yes, he gets on Marley. That's his station. He's like old man perimeter. Oh, he just moved down. Hold on. <laughs> hey, buddy. Are you on the table, Mabel? Yeah. I love you. Can you still see him? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was just worried. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, no, he, oh, no, he, that's his, like, stakeout. Wait, let me put his books back so he doesn't get freaked out. <laughs> Do you see that I have this ring light? Yeah. So, but it's going that way, which I know is wrong, <laughs> because I couldn't fit it behind the desk. <laughs> My husband's not here. I can't do anything when he's gone. Anyway, um, it's a, it's a movie. Okay. <laughs> here's my kitchen wait i collect these it looks like a cat lady kitchen hang on i'll show you really cool i'm connected by this oh my god why am i moving around so much (laughs) so it's like these they're called mackenzie childs and it's like checks and things it's it looks like um sort of alice in wonderland on acid Mm -hmm. in my kitchen so that's what's going on over there i don't even know why you needed to see that okay i'm already sweating like gary Busey at customs hold on 
<laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we're back. You know, it's funny you say Gary Busey because Alan uh, claims he's best friends with Gary no, Busey. I didn't, I didn't put it quite that way. Oh, I met Gary. It's so easy to put him at the end in the middle of a joke. I mean, he, but do you know Gary? He's lovely. He allowed me to crash an audition in the Valley in his warehouse. Uh, oh, it was nice. Independent film. And he said, oh, just come on in, Alan. Yeah, he's that guy. I mean, he's... It was the funniest thing, you know, because, uh, you know, he just it was like, you know... Have a cup of coffee with us. Yeah. No, he's very cool. He's just yeah. sort of intense. So if you're not ready yeah. for that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we've done Andy Dick, and you've done Andy Dick. Yes. I haven't done Andy. I'm the one person <laughs> in L.A. who hasn't done I Andy Dick. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, but I, but no. Yeah. Wait, did, so did you go on the Andy Dick podcast? Yeah, we've been on that yeah. one. Yeah, we did. Oh, the more one. than once you did? Yeah. Andy Isn't his wife... Andy loves Alan. I would think so. Yeah. 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 Um, his wife is so, his ex-wife is so lovely, Lena. Right? Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. She's like super cool. I, I always thought they were still together because he still hangs out with her. Like if I was married, I wouldn't want to hang out with my ex-wife. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I think they're, I think they have kids and they have a great relationship when it's great, you know, when he's not, you know, when he's not in trouble, because sometimes yeah. he gets in trouble, but um, it's pretty fabulous the, to watch the two of them. I think they're soulmates. In yeah. A way. Yeah. Um, not, not to like get, get all, because uh, I, I hate asking questions on like, what, what's it like working with who and who, because it's not really about your art, you know what I mean? It's about their art, but I'm a, I'm obsessed yeah. with John Cusack. Oh, John is, I, I'm, I love John. John is like working with a big Labrador puppy. Yeah. Is the best way to put it. He's just kind of, you know, and he's really tall. So he'll do this thing where he spreads his legs so he can be on the same plane as me when he's talking. And he's like always ready to catch a football. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just, um, he's kind of wicked smart. Yeah. Uh, so that can be intimidating. Um, and he's just really like a good, good guy. Yeah. Was Pushing Tin like a fun set to work on? That was a great set. It was so interesting for me because, you know, early on when I would do those movies, it was kind of surreal for me. And particularly because we were all in the Tracon, which is, um, you know, the uh, airport control system of three, so you're doing three airports. So it's it's not just a regular, uh, what's it called? Control tower. Right. It's a TRACOM because you're doing Chicago traffic, New York traffic, you know. So it was a big set with tons of actors and it would be like Billy Bob Thornton, John, you know, all these, uh, the girls, you know, Angelina Jolie and uh, Kate were not in my scenes, but I would hang out with these guys and I learned so much because I was in the same scene. I, you know, I didn't have as much dialogue a lot of the time, but, well, never, but I got to watch them and I just learned so much because they don't act. Right. And coming from theater, that was a big learning curve for me. So like we'd be chatting and then they'd get ready to set the shot up and Billy Bob would always go, okay, so we're not acting. And you know what I mean? And it would always center me. I'd be like, yeah, we're just talking. We're not like acting, you know? And uh, yeah, it was fascinating. I loved it. Yeah. I met John Cusack like 
two years ago because uh, he what he does now is he tours and he plays his movies and he does a Q&A right and uh like I'm the John Cusack of stand-up comedy I just say anything right so, so I uh I like this is weird because I've never like I'm not gay but I would totally hook up with John Cusack you know what I mean and that's like your man crush yeah yeah well so I met him and he he's he's like the funniest guy because um he's doing all these q and a's and this one girl said uh john i have this strangest question i've seen all your movies i'm your number one fan how come you have a phone scene in every movie and john just so coolly says he's like i don't have a phone scene in every movie and she's like yeah you do i'm your number one fan and like <laughs> he's like well did you ever see the jack bull she's like yeah he's like it's kind of hard to have a phone scene when it's a Western. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, yeah, he's so wicked smart. He's got every, he lives in Chicago now. He doesn't yeah. even live, yeah. Yeah, I, I tweet him every night. Hoping, you do? Hoping for him to do the podcast. When I met him, he said he'd do it, but he, I think he just said it to be nice. Yeah. He's nice, though. That's the thing. It's Labrador puppy it's just yeah. yeah of course i'll do it you know <laughs> um god yeah no he's nice he's friends with my friend paul hip i don't know if you know paul hip paul uh, hip played my ex-husband on three sisters but we've been close friends for years and they're like kind of like besties oh really uh-huh we should uh we should talk to paul you should get Paul on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. John Cusack up a little. Also, Paul, you should look him up. Like he's incredible. He writes music. He's a great performer. He's a great actor. Like he's so cool. You would love talking to Paul Hip. Yeah. Uh, what's it like um, being the star on two sitcoms that are like news radio and then Three Sisters, it was at the exact same timeline too, you know? I wasn't a star, so funny. I thought you were I was star. the star of many series. No, I mean, I, I, those were, those to me, those shows were good and they worked because they were ensemble shows. Right. Um, I felt really lucky to have news radio. Um, I didn't think another one was gonna come along and then Three Sisters did and <clears throat> I really loved it. It didn't get as much traction. I, I don't know. You know, it doesn't ever make any sense. But um, that was a great, you know, there was like, I was in New York. I was doing shows. Um, nothing had really sort of caught. And then Jim Brooks, who directed I'll Do Anything, which was the first movie I ever made, came to New York because I'll Do Anything was originally a, mo a movie musical. So he wanted to hear people sing. And so I went in to sing and he just kept asking me to sing more songs and sing more songs. And then I was like, I don't have any more songs in my book, but I'll keep singing because you're Jim Brooks and Twyla Tharp was in the room. It was very heady. And then I got that movie and that sort of placed me in LA. And I just was there. It was like right time, right place. And, you know, yeah, I'd been working pretty long. So I kind of, I had some chops. And so it just all lined up. So I did the series and then I did Mouse Hunt and Godzilla and Pushing Tin. And then I went back to Broadway, do Chicago on the height. It's like, it was this just magical sort of time of work. And then I became 40. <laughs> and women are invisible, you know, at a certain age in television. So um, I taught, which I loved for a long time. And then I went back last year and did Anastasia and I was loving what I was doing. I did Anastasia on Broadway for a year and like four months. 
And then I was doing a new musical that was going to start rehearsal March 23rd. And that's when they shut the city down March 13th. Oh, do you, do you still, when, when they, when the, this whole thing ends, are you, do you still have that part? Like, are they, oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They've already announced it for spring of 2021. Then they had to adjust that again. I think, you know, it, it will come back for sure. It's a matter of when people want to pay to be spit on again. You know, it's like, that's all we do is aspirate. You know what I mean? As actors. So until there's a vaccination, I think probably, but yeah, it's there. And it's got great producers and great director, great cast. It's be called Between the Lines. It's based on best-selling book by Jodi Picoult. So, oh. and I play five characters in it. Like, it's really cool. I was so excited to do it. So, yeah. So how how is that, like, in your mindset, uh, playing five characters? Like, are you excited or are you nervous or are you, like... I don't think anybody wants, like, two hours of me. Right. Right? Like, I'm the secret weapon, right? Like, you want me to just come out and, ah, you know, and sing really loud and be funny and then go, I think. And so these are, like, perfect for me because they're little vignettes, but they they sort of showcase, like, one of them's 65, a librarian. She's kind of a color a tour singer. One of them's a whacked-out school teacher. You know, there's a big belt number. Then there's one where she's written a book and she's a mom. And they're like, it's really varied. And I sort of pop in and out. So, you know, I don't have to carry the show. But right. it's like, at the, it's my favorite thing to do. Kind of pop yeah. in and out. And yeah, playing well, five people was not, you know, I mean. Is that the most you've ever played though? In one show? Yeah. 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 So like, that's pretty impressive because. I can barely play one character. <laughs> well, that's not what you do. It would be bad if I couldn't do it. What's really was fun and then was really like sad is we had the costume fitting. I mean, like this guy, Greg Barnes, is such a great customer. So we did all the outfits. And I also play a lady in waiting. Like it just goes from, and his designs are so beautiful. And then, then they closed the city. It was so surreal. So he had all the designs drawn out. I mean, I'm really excited to go back. Also, I rented an apartment in March, so there's that, you know. Oh, yeah. That worked out really well. So are you going to – because Alan is also going from L.A. to New York because he's taking care of his mom, and you're going to L.A. to right. New York. You know, so, like, how's that – because Alan was saying, like, sometimes it's a little hectic in New York. Yeah, you know, I haven't gone back yet, but I'm going in a couple weeks. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's – strange i live on the upper west side and i know it's gotten kind of volatile up there or at least that's the what people are saying but i mean i lived in new york city in the 80s so i don't you know i think i'm most concerned about the plane ride i think i'm just gonna dress like an astronaut and people can stare at me if they want to but you know i just don't want to get sick on the plane yeah that would be bad getting sick on a plane yeah Alan, do you have any uh, advice? On yeah, that? Alan, what any tips? So I I take the cheapest flight possible. I, I take that spirit out of uh, Burbank. Yeah. And, uh, have you ever? You probably uh, don't uh, don't uh, go beneath that level of. What are you talking uh, about? Uh, That's the only <laughs> like. Yeah, saying. I have I have a I have fourteen hundred dollars to spare every time I fly, and I love to set it on fire. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm really glad to hear that. No, um, I, I haven't done. I've done uh, almost all the others, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, Frontier. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, Frontier. 
love frontier. Yeah. Um, Mickey, have, have you ever been on a red? Wait, eye? but he's in the middle of a tip. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that many tips. But I would traveling. love any tip you have. Though. I, um, well, I'll tell you something. Um, it's always good to be very rested and to take aspirin and vitamin C. Okay. And antihistamine before you get on. Oh, why an antihistamine? Because, you know, I, 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 I put a little rubbing alcohol inside my nostrils. That's how to parents... kill germs. Yes, and I just pitch it. Yes. You know, my ENT gave me like, this is so like, we're on a whole other show now. She gave me this salve. It's like an antibiotic salve. And she's like, put it around your nostrils. And so, yes, yeah, same idea. That's good. The aspirin and the antihistamine. That's so you don't like. You, you get, get any, any mucus or, you know. Yeah. Because that's what the germs, somebody behind you is coughing and sneezing. The germs and go. vitamin C. I, I take it every hour. You do? Hour? Every hour. And you don't get like any stomach troubles or? No, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Some people take a lot of zinc. Oh, no, no. That's the next. You took the words out. Zinc is a biggie. Zinc is a biggie. Uh, I I was thinking that, you know, uh, years ago I took a Stella Adler's class and uh, their first thing she was saying, voice, voice, voice. And uh, you're the best representation of that. I was thinking about uh, your, your voice acting you're singing uh you know the animation you've done and uh and and the theater and it's funny because you know you are the epitome of a performer who uses their their voice across all platforms yeah no i know what you mean i don't mean to say that you know you but you know what i'm saying is yeah to me is is a is a very amazing dynamic uh and you know you were in uh, the crucible I was. No, no. I was. I know. I was. Yeah, I played Mary Warren. <laughs> but you, you played Mary Warren. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And Arthur Miller was uh, uh, hanging around. And my ne- my next question is that uh, you met Arthur Miller, and oh, obviously you worked with Arthur Miller. Wow. Yeah. That's that was yeah crazy. Imitating like. Um. You know. Yeah. Uh, he wrote. Um. Uh, he had a book that he had written and he signed the front of it um inside for me and he wrote you are the quintessential mary warren which i don't know if that was a compliment or not because she's crazy you know what i mean like it's a crazy so at the time i was like yeah i'm the best mary warren wait a minute i don't know but no it was it was pretty incredible yeah it was a great experience uh, but yeah, I do. I mean, I love to sing and I, I love to use my voice. And so I, you know, I think it's probably, it's my strong suit. Definitely. And so, yeah. That was the question I had is uh, on your website, it says you're doing a lot of singing. Are you going to like release an album of singing like songs? I mean, that's what we're going to work on on this um, extended hiatus. Yeah. Um, and you know, my husband's a sound designer. So um we can sort of do that in the studio on our own and just sort of one track at a time, fill in the musician tracks. And, you know, I, I did an album that is uh, out, which is, uh, you know, was, it was like my Joni Mitchell blue album It's called East of Midnight. And I wrote it, I produced it, I sang it, and it was orchestrated by Allen Ginsberg's orchestrator. And, um, it's, you know, we use them for coasters because it's so depressing, but um, it, it was cathartic and it means a lot to me. I'm proud of the work, but um, I think I'd like to do a, sh- a kind of a standard show tune, like what I do record that right. would 
people would be like, that's fun. I want to get that. Instead, they go, like, oh, look, Vicki Lewis made an album. I'm going to hear, you know, the songs from Funny Girl. And then it's like, I want to die. And, you know, so, so I, <laughs> I think I will make like an upbeat uh, record, album, record. That's how old I am. You should do a, a tour when, when this comes up. Like, Vicky, yeah. 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 Well, I was working on, I mean, I think regional theater will come back sort of light up a little bit quicker all around. And, you know, I was working on a show called R Rivers Cross. Lonnie, Dr Lonnie Price was directing it. And I was playing Joan Rivers. And it's a small group of characters. And I think uh, it would be a perfect piece to kind of put, you know, somewhere. Because um, it's just me and it's it's a fabulous chapter they didn't pick an obvious chapter of her life so um it's after her husband killed himself mm -hmm. and she made a gay best friend at um bergdorf's which is i believe a true part of the story and uh he had hiv and that was her sort of introduction to aids and being an advocate for it and they were very close and you know so it's a really interesting chapter but yeah. I think that would be a good show. Yeah, any show that's small and would probably... So singing, yes, want, you know, it's just you and the piano player. Yeah. Um, you're also one of my favorite uh, comedic actors because I don't know, but you, you work with a lot of really funny people and I feel like you outshine the funny people. Like Lee Evans is probably my favorite stand-up. Oh, he's so good. Phil Hartman, you know, oh. and, wow. you know, Andy and stuff. But like... It just seems like your your scene presence. Uh, I even saw you on an episode of Norm, and you, you outshined him. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's so funny that you say that because that was that girl. She was really like touched, right? She and so there was a scene where I was crying, and I just remember Norm stopping in the middle of the scene, going, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and, and he was so sweet, and I was like, "Yeah, no, it's in in the scene." Cry, and then like he's like, "Oh, cool, you're cool though," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then like we went back to do it again. And he stopped me. He goes, "Are you? You're upset?" I'm like, "No, I'm not." I, and he's like, "You're really good." Like, but I'm like, "You wrote the script, I, you know." But um, I mean, again, that's that. But I, you know, it's easy to shine when you have three lines and not twenty-seven lines. So you know, I've I'm lucky that way. If I'm used properly, you know, I'm a a you know. Yeah. I pull focus <laughs> in uh, a good way, I hope, yeah. When you were filming Godzilla, were you uh, scared of a creature that was only on screen for six minutes? Okay. <laughs> First of all, that movie was nerve-wracking because it was so expensive. So Roland would be like, you know, it would be me and Matthew Broderick, and I would have like a line or two. But literally, you would be like, oh, my God, I'm, it's on me, the camera. And there was like, rain, go rain, go helicopters, go, you know, whatever, gunfire, go police cars, go and action Vicky. And I'd be like, oh, I get this wrong. Like, everybody has to go back to one. It was, you know, it's such a small purpose. Like, oh, my God, the whole thing. So... It was nerve. It was a little nerve wracking. Um, I didn't realize how little the monster was in the movie till I went to the premiere. Yeah, did that like surprise you a little? Yeah, 
Yeah. And also, you know, because we all signed NDAs, like, don't talk about the monster. Don't talk about what the monster looks like. And I was like, the monster looks like Jurassic Park a little bit. Like, I just didn't, I didn't, yeah, I was, I, I didn't understand but it's not my milieu either. So, you know, I wouldn't have known what was good or, or bad about it in terms yeah. of that. Yeah. So, like, it's just like, I just think it's just so exciting. Like, I've never done any movies or whatever, but I did do a pilot on a TV show. So, like, whenever, like, I see, like, my small scene, I'm like, ah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. You know, TV is really fun because it's more like theater. Well, when you have an audience and the pace of it, movies, it's about waiting, 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 waiting. Okay, Vicky, you know, so you're in, it's a lot of like, I'm trying to rest, but my hair is done and I'm 60. So the makeup's going in and I'm looking older as I wait and then you're up, you know, so there's a lot of waiting. It's, you know. And when you're working in a movie, it's fascinating, wonderful. But the waiting is a little, you know, not my favorite part of it. Like, I'm complaining about doing a movie. I mean, I, maybe I'll do another movie. You wait a lot in your trailer while they bring you stuff. But... <laughs> <just> the money's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a, a message saying there's only 10 minutes left of this meeting. But we did get some Twitter questions for you. So I wanted oh, is this to... a meeting? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so official okay bring it on twitter question yeah uh, twi uh there's three of them uh, oh this is from ashley green uh vicky uh when you did the ugly truth did you fall in love with gerald butler i didn't fall in love with him in the romantic sense but he's so funny he kept asking me if his accent was believable and then he kept pulling pranks and he was sitting on a toilet that was on the set in the corner. Like, he was just very accessible. He's shorter than you think he's going to be. He's adorable. I didn't, like, fall in love with him in that way, but he's so lovable and so fun. Wow. He has no airs about him. Yeah. I think it's because the character you played, you're all over him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all over me around him. I, yeah. I don't know if he <laughs> me. But, yeah. But he was really great. Yeah. Um. Uh, with all Vicky, with all these um, shows being rebooted, do you think there's a chance news radio will be rebooted? You know, I I don't just because of Phil Hartman. Right. I think if Phil were around, it would have a different vibe around it. Um, also, it doesn't feel like a Paul Sims move to me, right. um, the producer of the show. You know, I would love it. I just don't. You know, I also would love if it would if it would sort of come back around and be on, you know, a bigger presence on cable or Netflix or something or Hulu, because um, new audiences find it even when it's like stuck at 4 a.m. on you know some crazy channel. So, but I really I don't I honestly might I don't think so. But of course I would love that. Right. Okay. And then Vicky, uh, you were in. Every episode of news radio except for one. What happened to that episode? <laughs> um, I was making Mouse Hunt. Oh. And so that was the episode with the water, the Titanic episode. And I was not in it because I was making, uh, I was making a movie. Yeah. Did you at least get paid for that episode too? No. Oh my God. Wait, no. I don't know the answer to that. I probably <laughs> didn't. I shouldn't oh. have. Yeah. Oh. But that would have been cool if you did, because, like, you're you're a regular, you know? Yeah, I mean, I had a contract for a certain number, so 
maybe they negotiated that I got paid for it. I made so much in the 90s, I don't really remember. I would know now if I was getting paid for it. <laughs> uh, Alan, do you have any final questions for Vicky? Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, you working with Joe Rogan, and Andy Dick goes back to my uh, my first uh, question about voice and physicality, and I felt that all of you had a certain a certain kind of athleticism, uh, you know. Oh, that's interesting. With this, with this, uh, you know, almost uh, all that physicality, uh, physical uh, comedy he did, and Rogan who ends up being yeah, know, he well, his physical he works yeah. out a lot. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, and and I thought that was funny because you look, you know, you look quite in good shape to yourself there. Well, I'm a dancer. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, funny that you say that. But yeah, Andy Andy has no bones okay. in his body. But yeah, we were very good physical, yeah, yeah, physical comedians, I think. And we were like the perfect group of like troubled people. <laughs> yeah, we were, you know, we were like the right kind of dark. So we all got along. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we were all a certain, certain, there was an eccentricity that was common among us. I don't know how to, you know, like Dave Foley used to say, we are um, on an island, Sitcom uh, mm -hmm. Island over here of like, we just, we related with each other really well. We were really tight and it was a really cool group of people. I will always cherish that. I don't think there'll ever be an experience like that for me again. Yeah. Um do you think when Lovitz, I mean, obviously, I think Lovitz joined the show because of the passing of Phil, but do you think that yeah. that changed? Because I know Andy, I know Andy's not the biggest Lovitz fan. No, I was in my car one day, and I was giving Andy a ride because Andy never has a car for obvious reasons. And so, no, but so I was giving Andy a ride, and then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, his window's down, and my window's down, and John Lovitz is here, and Andy's in the car and was like this fight, you know, they wow. really, he had a visceral reaction to Andy. Andy had a visceral reaction to John. So it wasn't, yeah, their relationship wasn't the best for, for a lot of reasons I'm not really clear on. But is that like awkward to like <laughs> as a work environment when, because it was, I, right. Yeah, because you're, you're friends with both of them, and then, like, you're like, oh, I don't want to pick sides. I just want to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, it never felt like that on the set. It, okay. And I think I mostly would be with John, or there was a whole group. You know, when there's nine people, it doesn't really get tense like that. Andy was always professional. John was professional. So I don't remember it feeling tense on the set. And, you know, the two of them, when they're angry, they're funny to me. <laughs> Which is terrible. I'm, you know, they, but so I never felt tense. No. All right. So the, your new movie, Upside Down Magic, is on Disney right now. Uh, where can the folks uh, follow and support you? And what are your, the plans when this is over? Um. Well, my I'm Vicky Lewis one on Instagram. Instagram's like the most. Uh, that I, I hang out the most on that. Um, yeah. Off Broadway, between the lines in New York City when Broadway opens back up. And until then, you can find me in my home on Twitter or Instagram. Like, yeah. Well, thank or you so much. talking to great people like you. Yeah. Uh, 
like it really means a lot to me that you <laughs> responded to my tweet because like i know like sometimes i over tweet and uh, there's no such thing i know you are so apologetic and lovely but i'm just really i'm a bad communicator i also forget like i'll say yes and then somebody will text me like vicky we're supposed to be on zoom right now i'm like you know so i know i was happy to, i was happy to do it and i i watched an interview you know i checked you out first but I watched you being interviewed and you were fascinating. And I hope it's a cool guy. Like I'd like to talk to him. So oh, thanks for asking me. Thank you. I just thought like, cause like with my Asperger's, like sometimes I over like. It doesn't I, come off like that. Okay, cool. Ever. Just so you know. Oh, well, thank you. I love you so much. And I love you back. This is fun. And I can't, I hope when this is over, you, we could come get together in a studio and do it again and get coffee. Let's do it. All right. For sure. Let, that's, that's a date for sure. All right. Uh, okay. Ditto, Vicky. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You guys be safe, okay? All right. Bye, Vicky. Okay. Bye. <laughs> wow. That was Vicky Lewis, guys. Alan says we have one minute remaining. Uh, okay. We, we should tell. Am I you. still there? No, I'm gone. Okay. Oh, no. You're still there. Oh, no. I am? Okay. Okay. Bye, Vicky. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> Perfect ending. <laughs> oh, okay. She's gone. Uh, less than one minute, we could guys end this, buddy. I love you. Gotta go. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible doesn't matter also follow us on social media twitter instagram facebook at razor riffs i am also on stereo if you would like to chat with me there www.stereo.com slash keith razor and on cameo www.cameo.com slash keith razor if you enjoyed the show please send us a donation on the anchor app we really do appreciate it and we'll rift with you again soon.